Hey, this is Michael from Dark Tranquility. You're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone. Sunny back here with another new episode of Interview Under Fire. Michael from Dark Tranquility, thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. What an honor. Obviously, you know, I grew up listening to your music. An important yet exciting time of the year for you and the guys over at Dark Tranquility with the release of your 12th studio album. I can't believe I'm even saying that number, Moment, which comes out November 20th on Century Media Records. You know, first off, congratulations on all of the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far. But before we get to all that, I'm going to ask a very important question to start Cute. it off. It's a, it's a very simple question, but I think it's an important one to ask considering where we are in our lives at this point. How are you, man? <laughs> How has life been for you, you know, and the boys over at Dark Tranquility? And are you in Sweden right now? Yes, I am in Sweden. I'm at home. Um, yeah, is, how's life out there? I mean, Sweden treats this very differently um, than the rest of the world, which is um, both good and bad, I suppose. Time will tell if we're doing it right. But um, so far, things have been very, yeah, easy compared to the rest of the world, I would say. Um, no quarantine. No mandatory mask wearing, no uh, lockdowns or shutdowns. Things are open. People are very, very careful. We, you know, we are very respectful when it comes to this, and we'll, we'll try our best to to stay home and not go out and not meet people and not, you know, spread disease or uh, get get it. But um, so it, it's it's weird when I speak to people like you or anywhere in, else in the world. <laughs> like the, the the situation is so different, right? And it seems like, um, yeah, what we've done here in Sweden is, uh, is um, I don't know, it's very, very different. I like it because it, it gives us at least the freedom to do pretty much whatever we want, even though we choose not to because you know it's not safe. But it's for, for us as a band, um, and especially writing and recording an album this year, uh, hasn't changed that much. We could easily travel back and forth to the studio. That wasn't a problem. We normally kind of go into isolation in the studio anyway and this was no different just a case of everyone else being in the same situation but in their homes uh and um and we, it afforded us more time to actually work on the album like the deadline suddenly shifted and we could right. yeah work on it a bit more so in that respect like creatively this has been good but then of course like now that the album comes out soon I expect some kind of emptiness to 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 kind of uh, start creeping in, and and you know, uh, and the full realization that we're not going anywhere, we're just going to stay home, and that 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 I do not look forward to. I mean, making the best of a situation is definitely easier said than done. Yeah. It's a challenge, and you guys have done that. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even look yeah. that far ahead as far as not being able to do anything because you guys have been proactive, staying busy, doing what you love doing the most, which is making music. Yeah, and of course, you heard the situation in the states. It's just situations different i'm here and there for how they handle it. i think you guys are handling it perfectly that's just from that's just from my perspective here uh, in dallas we'll so <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens you know um yeah. you know i, I want to talk about something that's been uh, the norm for you you know being away from the stage a lot as of late how are you keeping up your vocals these days is that affecting your musicianship has anything changed for your routine wise lately if at all no i mean yeah it's been a year since we 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 played a show um wow yeah yeah it was like hunger or something like that like september and then before it's like august in here in gothenburg so yeah 
Um, but we, yeah, we've been in a studio recording uh, for almost six months, basically on and off. Uh, so that hasn't been a problem. And also I've been doing a lot of other stuff as well, like recording vocals for video games and other projects and um, starting new weird bands with friends. So, so that's not an issue at all. Sure. And, and we could rehearse like, and we are doing it right now um, anyway, you know, um, preparing for like a stream show that we're going to do soon. Uh, but uh, then after that, then who knows? But yeah, keeping yeah keeping busy and keeping kind of in shape and keeping like the voice working that's that's not an issue. Like I I love singing. I sit right here, just screaming <laughs> into this microphone and record stuff anyway. You know, and listen to staying active. Yeah, I I think you're actually in good hands. And talking about shows, man, I'm sure it was the same for you. I was at a show every week before all this. Oh, shutdown happen at least and, a week yeah and speaking of that dark tranquility nearly three decades i want to talk about the touring life for you personally because you did yep. some extensive touring you played at summer breeze metal gate the the gothenburg culture festival you played at yep. vakin yep. now i want to ask what was your favorite part about touring michael because now you're kind of taking like an unseen step back and does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life because we're talking culture the fans, even the food. There's just so many things to, to, to pick apart about what makes the touring life amazing. What was your biggest takeaway for that? Like the, the stuff that I miss the most, I think, um, is meeting people and fans and uh, and friends, you know, other bands like at festivals um, and, you know, going to new cities and meeting in like a new crowd. Um, that That's the, the highlight of, of every day on tour for me. Um, then of course the traveling is cool. Food is great. Trying new beers in, in different <laughs> parts of the world. Awesome. Um, you know, and, and kind of discovering cities, you know, we, we, in the last couple of years, we've always toured, um, like in springtime or late summer so that we, it's not, you know, cold and miserable, like it can easily get here in Europe. Uh, or so here today in Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last time I was there, it was too hot. I, I tried to go for a run and I fucking almost died. Um, it's in the thirties right now and it's rainy and cold. So it'll, it'll fit just fine for as far as like the metal atmosphere. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like here then. No, it's, um, yeah. So, I mean, I like that. Like just, yeah. Seeing new cities and, um, and, that. and but thing is now I even miss airports and shit, like, which is Man. crazy. I hate that normally, but yeah, I miss all of it. I really do. It's, um, strange. it's good to get some time off. And when you, when you're five weeks deep into a seven week tour or something like that, you go like, Oh man, I just want to go home, relax, you know, be with the family and just enjoy it. And of course now I do that and I love it and it's, it is great. But part of me is just like, Oh man, like have something in my calendar that says tour or like, <laughs> or another country, you know, or like uh, airport at this point, uh, this time in the morning, like you need to get up and leave and, and pack the gear and all, all, all that stuff that, we whine about now we're looking forward to do you know to do again um so i don't and yeah i miss mostly yeah it's it's a lot of friends that i don't get to see and i think that's uh, probably the hardest part but the highlight of course is always yeah, seeing people um and and that come like that that weird age I think yeah I miss. 
Yeah, and you know, a very popular topic on the show for the last, I mean, year and a half, I can't believe I've been saving, saying year and a half, is live streaming. And you've seen this. You've seen a lot of bands are taking yep. what they do on stage to live streaming. I believe Code Orange was one of the first bands to do it. We yep. had we had Nilo from Insomnium on the show over the summer. Yep. He talked about his experience on yeah. selling virtual tickets to the fans. But I wanted to ask you, Michael, you know, being on the road as long as you have, with all the connections you've made, with all the experience that you've gained in, do you think the quarantine-induced live streaming surge that we're seeing right now, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Do you still see bands doing this even after all this is over? I don't know. Like, I mean, it could be a good compliment. Um, you go on tour, but maybe you also do like special show, hometown shows to kind of, yeah, to get you excited to see it live, you know? Yeah. Uh, normally, you would go and see an old show or something like that, you know, on on YouTube, uh, or to get excited for for an upcoming tour or a band coming to to Sweden, for instance. Uh, but now, maybe you can see like what it's like if they play uh, weird songs, you know, from the rehearsal room, you know, or <laughs> they do like a a weird kind of like a yeah, an acoustic session or something like that. Just like the different stuff that maybe you only see, maybe a band only does like once or twice a year and now you can kind of stream it and and it's for everyone so i i mean and now also a lot of companies and we've been talking to a lot of these uh people lately uh are transitioning into doing streaming stuff just because there's nothing else going on so a lot of these backline companies that normally provide pa and you know a backline to to a show now uh get the into the streaming and kind of um and get all the gear and all the technology they need to to be able to do it. So, and that's not going away. So, I think that's still going to be a viable thing to to do different one-off things, you know, here and there. Um, but of course, a live show is a live show, and that's what you. Want. But there are countries where bands never come to, so streaming a live show like a proper one with the crowd and all that stuff, but still doing it kind of like the same you're doing now, but you know, with a normal audience would, I think would be a great compliment and, uh, you know, for bands to, uh, yeah, make it a, some extra cash. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong answer to this. I love asking this question because so many different artists, so many talented people like yourselves have different perspectives. Like some bands would be, Oh no, I'm not doing anything until all this is over. And some bands could be like, yeah, this is a great way for me to engage with the fans and still to do what I love. Two months ago, I went to my, believe it or not, it was my first ever Metallica event. They did the no, America live stream sold out it's like that luckily my friend had a ticket i went oh. there it just made me miss that experience even more because what was it most... like so so you 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 so, sat in an auditorium and you watched the screen or what no auditorium it was outside is at a oh. drive-in and oh, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. yeah and they had just had cars parked like just sea of cars throughout the like it was like out in like the desert somewhere like you know and it was oh. it was even raining that day and, and it was just an, an excellent turnout and what's the popular thing we hear when we're at shows oh let me see those horns and you just see a sea of horns of fans instead what do we get we got hey let me hear you guys honk your horns so if you roll down your window you just hear cars uh, honking. <laughs> i mean it's still kind of cool like there, there's something yeah. about it like you, at least you've done it you know you've been to one of those and uh in 20 years from now you're gonna tell uh you know your grandchildren that hey i went to a like stream show i was in a car and and in the year 2020 oh you lived through 2020 you know yeah it happened I'm, and everybody tries that i've seen some stuff that from germany and I, they actually did it here in gothenburg too but they they had it like a big outdoor screen and there were like 20 mm -hmm. or 30 cars and you know it, it was kind of weird but it was 
you try because you know let's yeah, see what works you, exactly you make the best of the situation like we talk about and speaking of making the best of the situation you know i promise we, we'll talk about moment right now and we covered everything from top to bottom no, coming out november 20th on records now when it comes to melodic death metal you know as a fan i mean you guys always knock it out of the park with every record and i want to talk about two people i want to talk about chris christopher Ammit and johan reinholds you know yes. ex-arch enemy and and, and uh non-exist so i want to ask about those two gentlemen you know what new or fresh element do they bring into your arsenal of dark tranquility that you guys may not have had before in the past well i mean yeah they joined us on tour like for for touring uh, like three years ago, uh, Nicholas recommended Johan because he had, he had done covers for some of his uh, albums, and Chris we knew before. You know, we knew he was right. awesome, like a greatest guy, and like all that. And we just asked him, like, do you want to join us for a couple of shows? We need guitars, you know. And <laughs> then it felt good. Everybody's like, oh, this is fantastic. It felt incredible on stage. We play anything, and they play the stuff like, ah, like no one else. It was just incredible. So when it came to uh, you know, when we finished touring, like, yeah, beginning of last year, we felt, okay, now, now let's go back into writing. But how do we do this? Like, how, how is this going to work now that, you know, we don't have like a guitarist that we've known for 30 years to bounce off of, you know? Um, so we were kind of protective about our material, I would say. Like, Anders started writing a lot of songs. So we had a lot of material. And then Martin wrote some. And then we were like, okay, but what if we kind of finish these songs first, or at least like as much as we can? And then we take, you know, uh, let the other guys in, you know, so that we can kind of maintain what is, you know, fundamentally Dr. Tranquility first and foremost, and then also kind of add all of the, their skill and, you know, technique and, and input, you know, all that stuff. So that's what we did. And it was really interesting to hear someone else's take on, on stuff that, that, that is just part of what we've always been doing. You know, you course after all these years we have a certain language when we when we talk about music and we, we write and and um a certain way of, of doing things and and all, all of a sudden like there's two and 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 receivers as well so three new people kind of that we communicate with in, in a different way and and try to kind of figure out who we are musically and uh and johan i think really took charge and he wanted to to very much be part of it and change things and do it in a different way and eventually after a few tries you know of, of sending songs back and forth and and that we we realized okay now we're 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 somewhere you know where we we want to be and and chris provided like mostly lead and solo work and uh, and it was just great to to get another perspective on the music uh but also hear their take on it and how they um will perform it and how they want to play it, you know, and how they um, feel like the melody should be played and riffs should be done and all that stuff. And it was amazing to see. And, uh, and I love how it came out and, um, and it's just, yeah, super creative. And, and fortunately, we really had, we took our sweet time last year, kind of preparing for the album. But then once we started recording, uh, our plan was to release it before the summer so we can play some sweet new tracks on the summer festivals. But, when that didn't happen, we kept going in the studio for a couple more weeks. And then again, in a couple more weeks when the American tour was canceled as well. So we were like, all right, let's, let's keep doing this until we're hundred percent satisfied, you know? Uh, so it was super good. And, uh, uh, I'm really happy like, uh, with where we are as a band right now, you know? 
you know, and it was also recorded at Naxming Studios and Rogue Music by Martin Brandstrom, and who is yep. a familiar face uh, for Dark Tranquility's catalog. And yep. it was mixed and mastered by Jens Bogren, who's yep. known for his work with, along with you guys, Enslaved, Amorphous, Sepultura, yep. and it was done at Fascination Street Studios. So yep. having said those two names, who are very important in Dark Tranquility's history, was there a sense of comfortability, Michael, for you in the studio, knowing that they were there, knowing that you have a history with those two men? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Martin is, uh, I mean, he's been doing, yeah, our last four albums we recorded in his studio. Um, yeah. And he, and, uh, and and it's just, of course, it's because it's comfortable. It takes me 15 minutes to walk that direction on there. Um, but, but also, like, he has grown as a producer and, uh, you know, and he really, you know, wants to make sure that everything is there you know, and, and, and kind of take control more than ever. Because before it was Martin or Nicholas who d did that. And now like we, they're not here in the studio with us. So we, yeah. So Martin has kind of taken over that, that, that role and um, really improved, I think as a producer. And then of course the studio we've upgraded and, and everything sounds way better. And, and also we use like the different parts of the studio because there are three studios that we can use kind of simultaneously, which is awesome. And, um, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. And then, of course, we we wanted, like, to have our best material and the best kind of possible sound quality and and great recordings to send to Jens Bogren, who then mixed it. And uh, it was yeah. And he he gets us, you know. He he knows yeah. exactly what he, what he wants and uh, what he wants us to sound like. So it was a uh, perfect for us. Like it just, uh, even though it took a lot of time, it was uh, <laughs> definitely worth it. And and a, uh, and a great great uh, collaborative, cool, you know. Uh, exciting creative environment for sure and what i like to say is good things take time and you guys have done that with moment oh, you yeah. know between writing and structuring the songs and the production process like we just talked about being an experienced musician like yourself this far into your own career staying true to your sound is important but expanding on that is easier said than done yeah what challenges you know as you're talking about everything that you're telling me about your experience with the with the personnel and the music that you have written you know, what challenges did you face this time around that you may have not faced with Atoma, which was a Grammy-nominated album, or Construct, or Fiction? And by challenges, I mean, okay, this actually made me become a better vocalist. This made me become a better uh, composition writer. You know, just little elements like that. Does anything yeah. stand out as far as that is concerned? Yeah, I think um, with, with Atoma, the, the, um, the obstacle was that Nicholas was already kind of uh, feeling like that he wanted to be home with his family. He had a kid just prior to, to the writing process and he couldn't kind of be in the studio for extended periods of time. So he, he recorded everything from home. So that kind of communication, you know, from the studio to, to him and back and forth, sending files, all the stuff, frustrating, but it turned out well, you know, and then we learned a lot how to work kind of, um, yeah, remotely in a way. Um, but that I think was the greatest challenge, which meant like some of the stuff that had kind of weight because there was, yeah, like a, yeah, a lag between what we wanted and what we actually got that kind of thing. Um, this time, of course, yeah, the issue was to, to kind of, how, how do we maintain the Dr. Quillity sound, but also work with other people. Uh, but since, since we wanted like most of the stuff to be ready before we kind of presented it to the other guys, uh, meant that I started writing lyrics like super early, uh, recorded vocals for, for almost all the songs, uh, you know, semi complete stuff. 
just so that we have something to work with. And we never really done that before, which, but it, that meant that we could actually restructure the song, change a lot of things, like according to the vocals, instead of like that being the last thing that, that is added to a song. And I think that really changed the, the process. And uh, I think for, for Martin, for instance, like he really learned how to kind of use his keyboards and change chords and, and, and do it so that it's more comfortable for me as a singer, but also kind of match his, his keyboard stuff. And, uh, and, and, and also for Anders to kind of change his drum style according to kind of the rhythm of, of vocals. And also like we changed some of the guitars according to, to what we felt like the, the song needed. Um, and just that, that, pre-production phase i think yeah uh, was super important and also very informative on, on like where we want to uh how we want to continue working in the future uh because there was so much easier and i think it, it came out so much better just because of being so much more prepared than than we normally are i love not that, that we I... are unprepared and not ready we rush things but still <laughs> you know all right hey 12 albums man the best part about it what you're telling me is that you're still growing even with who knows, 13th album, 14th album, like there'll be yeah. new f- things that to flesh out on how the recording process can be polished to yeah. the T and you're doing that. Yeah. You know, do you see moment, pun intended, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of puns with the word I've heard moment. a few. <laughs> <laughs> do you see this album, you know, I mean, 12 albums, Michael, do you see this album being as a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life? I think they all are really like, that's that's how I view the albums. Like they are little time capsules, you know, that, that kind of... Um, yeah, it kind of informs us in the future, like how what we were thinking at the time. You know, I look back at every every album that, and I go like, "What the hell? Like, what were we thinking? Where were we at? Like, how did it come out the way that it came out? Um, what was it like that was going through our minds at the time? You know, and how do how do we feel? Like, what was the uh, um, you know um, vibe in the band? Like, what was I going through? Uh, and why did I write lyrics like that? That kind of stuff, you know. And yeah, and and, and for me that is important. Like, just you you want to 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 kind of reflect your, um, yeah, you reflect the world obviously with lyrics, but also reflect the mood in the band in 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 how we write music and how we how it, it comes out. And I think um, this became more experimental just because every a lot of it was so new to us um, in this like this time around, like figuring out how to work together. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about, growing as which with each album you put out. And of course, there's no there's no protocol for a pandemic. Like if there's a if there's a, a something like this, like, okay, this is what we should do. I mean, yeah. when you release an album, there's no rule to follow when that comes out, you know? But now yeah. I guess we'll be more prepared. God forbid there's another pandemic anytime in the near future. But hey, you you guys you guys have actually, you know, you guys executed that to perfection. And I'm glad because we need more darn, darn tranquility in this world. <laughs> and, you know, 12 albums in, I think it's it's just a constant that you can actually keep it going because it shows a testament to your craft. That you guys are still doing what you're doing, doing with the passion and doing what you love. I mean, we aren't in the business because we're here to become famous. We're here because yeah. you love to do what you want to do. And it's, yeah. uh, and you know, that's a lot of gratitude that I can show to you and a lot of the artists that put out albums this year. Appreciate that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's important. And of, of course, like for, for, brief second there was talk like maybe should we delay the album till we can actually tour you know uh, yeah but that didn't make any sense i know some you know I, I you know i know that some bands have you know kind of postponed it indefinitely until we know that we can go out but it's like that that was never the case for us and also like me as a as a fan like 
I don't want any of my favorite albums to be postponed, like things that I look forward to, you know, that I'm, I'm waiting eagerly to, to hear. And all of a sudden, like they're coming out like six months later. Hell no, <laughs> it can't, can't be done. Like I, I wouldn't do that to people. So, um, no, it, yeah. I, I, so hopefully, I mean, it will, you know, gives you something to, to get through the, <laughs> these weird times, you know, to, to listen to the album and, uh, um, and eagerly await the final, you know, whenever the tour starts again, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you couldn't have said that any better, you know, Michael, this is the last part of our interview. I want to finish things off on a really interesting note. What right. I'm going to do, yeah. what I'm going to do, I, I do this with, I'll do it with a lot of my guests. What I'm going to do, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Hot seat. I'm going to see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. Are you up for that challenge? Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I do this with everybody. It's always great because some artists say, oh, yeah, I'll get every song. And they get every one of them wrong. And then some artists say, oh, I won't get any of them right. And they, and they get all of them right. It's so crazy. So don't worry. I didn't pick every song. I've handpicked a few songs. Don't worry. I'll start you off easy. Okay. So I'm going to read a lyric. You tell me what song. Okay. Okay. Of. All right. You ready? Yeah. Right. Are you nervous? I am. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Like I said, I'll start you off easy. Yeah. Favors the emotional and amplified belief when effective and unbiased. I want my eyes to be. It might be lost and gone to memory belong. It's identical to not. No, it's no, it's Phantom Days. <laughs> yeah, Phantom Days. <laughs> I almost got you there. All right, I'm, moving I'm, on. I'm in the middle of rehearsing <laughs> these songs and I, I get them mixed up. Yeah. yeah, it's different when you just read them as opposed to just you know yeah. what you usually say on stage. So yeah. uh, it's an interesting perspective. All right. No guidance is me offered. No forgiveness thee is promised. Now can distance be a factor when engraved in me thou art. We're going a little bit back in time here. Yeah, this is from Mind's Eye. Yep. I, uh, I really like this song. Holy shit, what is it called? Like Dividing Line? Uh, Scythe, Rage, and Roses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, I, we, I was, I was close to picking that song. Yeah. yeah. We've, yeah, we played that a lot, actually, so that's why I remember it, but it's yeah, been that's one of the reasons why I picked 20, it. <laughs> 20 years since we played it last, yeah. All right, we're moving forward here in time, actually. Despite yeah. what is out there burning, our faces remain intact. We hear the screaming of the voiceless, yet we are numb to the pain of others. Love that lyric. I do too, but I can't remember what song it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's off of the Grammy-nominated Atoma, 2016. Hey, but it's yeah yeah yeah. It's probably think um, think later in the record. Yeah, exactly. And it's not my lyric, it's Nicholas's. I oh, think. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's probably like um oh, fuck. You mean read it again? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but oh it's it's I can't remember. Oh, no, I can't remember the title. Caves and Embers. Yes. Yeah, the Caves last song on that record. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Nicholas's word. So, yeah. Okay. All right. And, and, we, and, we, and we never played it live. So, that's probably why I. I... <laughs> Again, that shows yeah. how impressive your catalog is. All right. Just a oh. few more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, okay. Now we're going much further back. Un unbridled to the world, I wander now. Light cast upon this place of mysteries. Truth hurts, for my tongue is venomous. I feel like I could just read this as a bedtime story to someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This is this is. Yeah, this is probably Skydancer, right? Yep, it is. Because I I haven't sung that, but I. Me and Nicholas wrote it. Uh, but 
man, we haven't played any of the songs from that album in forever. Um, I can't even imagine what song it would be. It's Damn. Crimson Crimson Winds. Crimson Winds. Yeah, I think it's. Oh wow, the first that's one actually yeah. yeah. <laughs> we even played that like for a while. Um, yeah, maybe five times in total. There, there's actually, <laughs> I think there's there was actually a, a couple. I think just one YouTube video of you guys performing that live. I forgot where it was, but there are yeah. people. People are fleshing them out there. Okay, <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen a few. Like I, I saw something yesterday, like a, one of, from our first ever tour, like in '95, and I was like, "Hey, but yeah. it's not that bad." Like I thought it would suck, but it was. Like <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> all right, we're gonna stay typically in the same era here. All right, he cried into nothing with the voice of his soul. New logic brought upon the remains of his land. The land deceives. Bachi Gates, bid me welcome. That's, um, Leta. No, it's not. No, no, no. no. Hold, hold on. It's, um... You got the album? Yeah. Yeah. It's... What is it like? No, it's... No, it's actually... What the fuck? It's one of my favorite songs, truly. Ah, no, I can't. I can't. The fans are listening. This is from the gallery. Yes, it is. Uh huh. I think this is uh, a little bit further into the record. Eden Spring. Eden Spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that actually we have played, and it, I mean not recently, but in the last ten years or so. Um, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I, I, I mean, love that song. It's crazy. <laughs> like going back to a song like that and, and trying to kind of play it the way that it was yeah. recorded. It's not easy. It's Isn't weird. it amazing though? You you see the growth of the evolution of your lyricism, like from album yep. to album. So we just we just got two more, right. and uh, okay now, okay now we're gonna we're gonna move forward in time. We're gonna it's gonna be like the last decade, as in like 2010 era. Okay. All right, a little bit maybe a little bit before that. The thing that scares me the most is the fear I see in others. The thing that really frightens me to the core is when I see that fear in you. That yep. may be my favorite song off of this record. I love it too. We played it a lot. Um, Actually, that may that may be my favorite Dark Trilogy song. All right. If anything, I'm making you rethink your set list now, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But we, but we played that a lot. I mean, that, that was the uh, that was constantly in our. This is 07. Ro ro rotation. And I I can hear it, but I have to. Uh -huh. I have like. No, no, I can't. I, I, I think it's pronounced Icifer. Icifer, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Icifer. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I, I pronounced it wrong this entire. Yeah, my entire yeah, I mean, it's, it's not even a word. It's, it's made up. <laughs> I love it. All right, last one. Let's yeah. see if we can get this off on a good note. All right. If nothing changes, then nothing ends. Your thoughts are broken. This reasoning is flawed. The defense is just an act, and lies are all you've got. That poetry, so good. That's from Matoma. That uh, that's from We Are the Void. Oh, really? Holy shit! Okay. Interestingly enough, because Atoma was uh, not too far from that. No, that's true. That's true. It's true. This is after Fiction. Yeah. Oh man, no, I, I, I of course I recognize. <laughs> I probably like complete the lyric, at least at first, but 
No, I, I can't. Holy shit. This I should practice. This is the first time I've ever uh, been in the hot seat, so to speak. Yeah, hey, this interview under fire. It's, this is the fatalist. This is the actual. Yeah. I the think this is one of the single. Yeah, yeah this, I think this is one of the, the first, first singles one, yeah. that, that came first. from that record. But, um, yeah. but yeah, hey. Michael, oh. if anything, you know you know your songs. You do know it. They are embedded I, in your head. I usually do. You just yeah. got them with a new record, so I got to give you a break on that. <laughs> you know what you do when you for like get a lyric. Like I learned this from uh, from Johan Edlund from Tiamat. Just, okay. When you when you're singing like this, you're holding the microphone and you go, and then you forget. But and then you just go like this and you and you look at the the monitor guy like, yeah, there's something wrong with the microphone. Oh, it's working again. Oh, then you go back into it. So it's it's a perfect way to. To mask your uh, ignorance, and when you you haven't remembered a verse or so, that's but, how I but like like I said, you know, it's a different perspective as opposed to just reading it as of course when expressing it with emotion, which you do on stage. If let's say if I give you a mic and you were just on stage, if I read it, oh yeah, you probably get every song off the yeah. bat, you know, one yeah, after the other. Because it's the weirdest thing. It's like it's one thing to yeah to to read it and then okay, it kind of comes back, but but hearing it like that is like oh yeah, I can hear it, but. I cannot really get into it, but when I, if we play the song and I start, then it's just, <laughs> it's ingrained in the back of my mind and like, I can go through the entire song and no, no problem. So it is weird how, how you, yeah, how you remember yeah, songs like yeah. that. You know, Again, maybe, maybe, stuck. maybe you'll add new things to your set list now. So anyway, I at least now that I have you think about that, but uh, <laughs> Michael, again, this has been an honor. Uh, we covered yeah. everything from top to bottom. I can't wait to do this again. Hopefully when you guys come to Dallas, yeah, get you sure. and the boys together to do another in-person interview like we usually yeah. would do. Um, before we finish things off here, do you have any shout-outs, any plugs, anything you want to mention with Dark Tranquility? I know you guys have a live streaming coming yeah. up really soon if you want to mention something about that to yeah, the fans. Yeah, which is going to be cool. Like, yeah. yeah, the album comes out on the 20th, and the 21st, we're live streaming a concert here from a beautiful venue here in Gothenburg. It's called Stuaran, which is like a the big theater that we could never play in normal times. But now, since it's empty, we can just go like, can we borrow your beautiful theater for a while? Sure. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to record, a, a, yeah, like we're going to play the entire album. Um, and we're going to treat it as the first night of the moment tour, basically. So full production, everything, and all of our crew is going to be there so we can finally pay them and uh you know and, and do a proper thing so it's gonna be awesome and yeah on friday this friday our new video comes out for the dark and broken which is gonna be super cool awesome and, and um so yeah that's that's what's happening and then yeah the big emptiness uh, begins on the 22nd when uh, nothing else is gonna happen for a while and that's gonna be so ah there's no emptiness you're gonna be just <laughs> fine and hey yeah. and the hot seat is gonna get you prepared for that live stream if yeah, anything yeah. Think about that. I'm, I'm gonna lose sleep <laughs> thinking about this for sure and everyone who's listening, this is, this is, uh, you know, purchase the record, you know, everyone who's listening, because the bands can't do it without your help. You know, Moment comes up November 20th on Century Media Records, you know, and Dark Tranquility will be on the road as soon as you know. And everyone who's listening, check us out on interviewunderfire.com. This is, this can be found on Spotify, Apple, all major podcast streams. Mikhail from Dark Tranquility. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You be safe out there. Have a great live stream, man. And I'll see you in Dallas, you know, uh, hopefully in the foreseeable future, near future. I look forward to it. I look very much forward to it. Thank you so much. You can resist. Take it in through osmosis. The narrowing ideas. The nestle in your mind. The gradual absorption. Retention built through time. Distorted false depictions. Can stand the test of life. We see a dissonant figure Rise up
Thanks for listening to Interview in the Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.com.